0: Hey there, welcome to the Clyde podcast. If you're new around here, I'm Willa Weston, the host of Clyde. And one of my favorite things I get to do uh, besides being the director of the Clyde ministry is I get to every single week interview people who are experiencing God run right into their lives, smack dab in the middle of where they are and collide with them and bring about transformation and hope and life. And so many of these people not only are experiencing that, but then God is using them there to help other people. And so today's no different. I got to sit down with Kelly Jensen, who's a spiritual director. We got to talk all about what is spiritual direction? How is it different than counseling? why can people benefit from it and I think what I loved most is how she talks about our hurried hurried lives we all know we're in the rat race we all know we're hustling there's no need to make a point there, but just the fact that we don't take the time to slow down and pay attention to how God is speaking to us and how we're speaking to him. And she said, that's the work that she does. And she shares the powerful things that happen when we do that, when we slow down and pay attention to to what God could be saying to you and I. And she invites people who are in a very differing places. She talks about being in the place of whatever, the place of suffering, the place of questioning. It's an amazing interview. I love chatting with her. So make sure that you hop on and learn from this woman who has so much to teach us about hearing God's voice and connecting with Him in powerful ways. Kelly, it is so good to be with you today. I haven't gotten the privilege to sit down in your presence in a very long time. As you know, <laughs> I mean, COVID killed a lot of things, yeah. <laughs> including just seeing people that we know and that we run into. And I'm looking forward to hanging out with you today. You, since I've seen you last, became a spiritual director. And so I really want to have a conversation with you around what is that and why is it important and how can it benefit our lives? And there's kind of a mystery to it. And so I'd love right. to just start with, can you define for us what a spiritual director does?
1: Yeah. Um, well, first, I'm really glad to be here with you too. And uh, I'm, I'm really thankful to be able to have this conversation with people. Um, so a spiritual director, what is spiritual direction? Uh, it's really what it is, is it's a time that someone puts, sets aside to go and sit with another person and pay attention to how God is communicating to them and to help them be able to become really comfortable with the way that God is communicating with them and to help them learn how to pay attention to that, to respond to it, um, and then to engage with um, God himself in this sacred space. And so it's a place not necessarily where we communicate about problems and we're problem solving and we're talking about specific relationships and trying to do behavioral changes. Really, this is a time and space for someone to come and sit and be still and be quiet and to truly pay attention, not only to how God's communicating to them, but how they are communicating to God. And then I, as a spiritual director, get to sit and watch and witness this interaction and then get to help uh, the person be able to um, find ways in which to. actually really listen to their soul and pay attention to Hmm. what what's going on there um so
0: I love that that phrase pay attention it sounds so simplistic but Mm -hmm. I think about sort of the rat race life that we live and I mean, so many women that I come into contact with mm-hmm. don't feel like they can hear God. They think <laughs> God talks to other people, but not them. Right. They're having a hard time sorting everything out. And yet, mm-hmm. so often, and I even feel like this sometimes, like, I think even before we hopped on and recorded, you asked me how I was. And I uh-huh. almost have to be like, how am I? <laughs> you know, like, right. how am I? You know, right. because we're so un-in-tune with how we ourselves are doing. And so right. I love this work that you're doing. You're coming alongside people, inviting them, you say, to pay attention to how God is communicating to them and how they're communicating to God. What do mm-hmm. you think it is about our lives uh, that keep us from that pay attention work? Oh, man.
1: <laughs> I think large, in large, like, I really think it's ourselves. Um, we definitely have the influences of the world, right? We have social media. We have the relationships we're in, whether that's being you're married with children or your roommates, or um, you're still at home with your family, uh, living with them. You have all this, the relationships, your responsibilities with work or school. And uh, we're just, we wake up already on the go. Um, mm-hmm. And, we wake up already with this um, demand on ourselves to be our best and do our best uh, with each and every moment of the day, and um, and we and I think that we just we just struggle in our culture in the North American culture. To be still and unhurried. We live this very hurried lives. Mm-hmm. And um we don't have a lot of stillness built into our lives anymore. Like I even think that like when I was a kid, I grew up in the 80s and we didn't we didn't have access to things that we have access to now. Like we had to wait an entire week to watch the next episode of a series that we were <laughs> watching, right? Oh yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. We had to wait. Like when the when season was over, we had to wait four months until fall. You know, when we left our house, we didn't leave with phones. So when we were in our cars, we only had the radio to distract us. And a lot of times you had to be within service. And so we just don't have spaces right now built into our everyday as our own cadence, as a culture. Mm-hmm. And so to to be able to be attuned takes moments of being unhurried and pausing and being quiet. Mm. Um, and like I said earlier, like it doesn't mean to be still and not in action. It just means like, like just not constant, um, consumption and constant, uh, stimulation coming at us, you know, Mm -hmm. whether that's through technology or just through people even. So it's, it's really hard.
0: It's so funny that you say that because I was thinking the other day we were on spring break vacation. So we're sitting in this house that's not ours that, you know, we right. rented and you find a, a sort of a viewpoint out the window from the couch. And I think I was waiting for someone to get ready to go on a walk or something. And I look out the window and I start watching the trees and the different types of trees and the different types of
1: mm-hmm. leaves
0: on the trees and the different hues and the way the wind is hitting them each differently. And it reminded me of when I, was, I started thinking, it reminded me of when I was a little girl and I used to look out the window all the time in our living room and sort of mm. memorize the the silhouette line of the trees outside the window. And it was just sort of like, and it Uh changed in seasons and it got me starting to think about how now with cell phones, I understand they're a great tool. I love the tool that a cell phone presents, but now my kids have never had to get bored. Um, And I don't have to get bored anymore rather than staring out the window and memorizing the the creation that's outside my window and allowing um, myself to experience that, I just pick up my phone and go, oh, let me just check out another news app. Let me just check social media. Our Mm -hmm. kids don't look out the window anymore on road trips. So they don't know that feeling of that in-between feeling. When we go to the doctors now, we sit in the doctor's office and you know how they make us wait for like An extra 45 minutes after you check this in, right? And so you sit there and you're not waiting and looking Uh -uh. at the, you know, skeleton chart and all that. You're staring (laughs) at your phone. Right. And so there is like these, the in-between moments of life have completely Mm -hmm. been zapped. And you talked about we wake up on the go. That's so interesting to me because not only do we wake up on the go, but it feels like we go to the bed wishing we had more hours to be on the go. Right. Right. Like I didn't have enough time to accomplish all the things and right. I didn't get back to this person and my email mm-hmm. inbox is piling up and it's just like, go, 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 hurried, hurried, right. hurried.
1: Right. So when
0: you're offering a space like this as a spiritual director
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're you're inviting people into that, I mean, how scary is that for people where they're like, I'm I'm not used to not being hurried. I don't know how to slow down. I'm afraid to get quiet because I might have to look at some stuff. Right, you know what is what does it require for someone to actually walk into your office and say yes to paying attention to themselves and God?
1: Um, that is a really good question, and uh, I I think that what I find the people who I I get to be with and spend time with in these spaces. um it comes to them just needing another way. Um, it, it feels like when people finally come to me, they're like, "I just I need another way to find peace, to find freedom. Like I'm supposedly healed, but yet I don't feel healed." And and so there's a there's a sense of desperation and or just like they're just fed up with what, <laughs> what's already been. Mm-hmm. And they're not really in a point, not necessarily are they ever in a point of true, like crises of faith, even, um, whatever that faith may be, doesn't necessarily have to be in one specific, um, religion, but, um, they just, they're exhausted and they're weary and they're tired and, um, they're kind of just at an end and, um but they're also not necessarily feeling like um what they need is counseling right where there's a true problem that needs to be fixed and um they're just trying to find like the third way like the other way because the ways that they're doing right now just aren't working and so in that it does take a lot of bravery and i think it takes a lot of like guts really because mm-hmm. here you are, you're going to walk into this time with like me. Like, you walk into this time and you have no idea what to expect. And because, I mean, how many times do you really sit in silence with someone else, right? And like, mm-hmm. well, how is silence productive? And um, what really can I gain from this? And so it just takes, it takes really actually an act of faith. Like, it takes an, a willingness to, risk and to trust um and and to kind of have the audacity to believe that something good's going to come out of this like that Mm. this has um you know i almost feel like i know for myself when i first met with a spiritual direction i was just at a place of like yeah whatever god whatever church whatever faith like Mm -hmm. whatever i guess here i am like i don't even know but here I am, I guess I'm just going to try this now, you know? And so it just really, I mean, it really boils down to just the willingness to just show up and give it a try, you know, and, um, and believe that there is space for your soul, like for your whole self to be in the presence of God. So when
0: you say you were in a place of whatever, kind of like this apathetic, like whatever God, whatever church, which I think so many people can resonate with. Right. What are some other places people might be in that would indicate that coming and paying attention to yourself and to God is a good idea?
1: Mm -hmm. A place of pain and suffering. So when... Because a lot of times I think when we're in pain and suffering, for me, I'm talking from my own experience, but it's hard for me to make sense of it and and to understand how do I hold pain and joy? How do I, how, how do I hold suffering and the day-to-day together? And how, how can there be any beauty in where I am? And, um, Particularly when you're in the part of pain and suffering that is just so intense that there's no conversation, there's no book, there's no nothing that's you don't even have the energy to to put effort towards any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in places of uh, um, transition, questionings like mm-hmm. uh, I want to make this big move in career, vocation relationships is another time where you would want to come in and really um still yourself to give yourself enough space and time to let to let something surface um not just to go and find the answer of what's the right right direction like do i go left do i go right door one door two um and i think a, a a big one, and I think a big one in every day of all generations and stuff, but in particular right now where, where we are, um, specifically, you know, North America, uh, evangelical worlds of, you know, people deconstructing, it feels like there's a lot of deconstruction conversations going on right now. And understandably, a lot has gone on in our worlds and in our lives over the last few years and even leading up to that. And, um, I think, we're, I think people are feeling, I know for myself, I I'm feeling a sense of abandonment and even a sense of lostness where it's like, where do I, where do I go now? Like, where do Mm -hmm. I go to have these questions answered? Um, because I don't know if I can go back to the gatherings that I once did go to because over the last few years, I'm really realizing that things just don't quite add up, like the old ways aren't working anymore. And I need a new way. And like, where do I go to do that? And, um, and I think it's, I think it's really important right now that we find those places. Um, because if not what I'm seeing and friends and community and celebrities as I'm finding people just looking to one another and to one another stories and just kind of staying in this below the surface area and in this place of our knowledge and our own understanding and trying to make sense of it there and recreating a new way from that way that Mm -hmm. path and without then going to that next level of bringing it deep into that place of God's presence and really Mm -hmm. letting God's truth form.
2: Your mental, spiritual, and emotional health is worth time, energy, and investment. As women, we can sometimes struggle to find the space and time necessary to focus on rejuvenating our minds and our spirits. But the truth is, our health is worth it. The Collide Counseling Bundle is an online course featuring 12 videos of mental health professionals giving their best advice, journals, resources, and so much more to help walk you through the topics that are most relevant to your life. Anxiety, broken relationships, body image, and more. We are so thrilled to be making the resources for a sustainable healing journey available for the same investment as what one therapy session typically costs, $99. It's time to invest in your healing and wholeness. Learn more at wecollide.net slash counseling bundle.
0: So when you talk about this this experience in spiritual direction, just to be very yes. clear and practical in yeah. terms, what's the difference between counseling and spiritual direction? Right. I think that would be helpful to address so people understand because you mentioned and it was really helpful, like being in a place of whatever kind right. of apathy, being in a place of suffering, being in a place of questioning, mm-hmm. um, that spiritual direction could be really good for right. those things. Uh, I also can resonate with the idea that being in some of those places like suffering counseling can be good right. for those. So what right. is the difference you're going to experience with a counselor versus a spiritual right. director? Um,
1: so the difference would be when I, so the times where I, so even right now, currently right now I'm in counseling And I'm also going to a spiritual director. And so the difference for me when I'm going to my counselor, when I sit with her, she and I are talking about specific um, areas where I'm stuck, specific areas of wounding and pain, and we're doing work with um, like cognitive work and where we're like, what do I think? What do I believe? How then can I create reframe when I'm thinking and believing how can, what are some behavioral changes I can do? Um, how can I create boundaries? Like, so we're, we're really doing really specific work on, um, how, what tools can I gain? What tools can I do to better, um, take care of myself in this world and to, be the, you know, be my true self in this world in real tangible, practical, um, to do's right. Behavioral cognitive changes, even like I'm currently in doing EMDR work for, um, past trauma that I've had in childhood that came up through having children. And, you know, so when I'm with her, we're truly doing memory work and, doing all this stuff and it's incredibly helpful and it's been so freeing and it's been incredibly healing and um and it's so needed right but but what mm-hmm. spiritual direction does it's not a better or this or that it's it's an also that when I'm with my spiritual director I'm going into a place where I sit quietly and I allow something that's From the depths to come to the surface, and I can talk about that. Where I can be, I can ask God um, about like what kind of like God, okay, I'm stuck in this area. This thing came up in counseling, and I'm so stuck in this area. Can you bring truth into that area for me? Can you speak into this place as well? Can you speak Mm. over me, your words over me? Can you, you know, can you be brought into that? Mm. It just gives yourself, like, I just worked with my mind. I just worked with my body and my heart. Now I get to bring it into my soul. This part of the whole of me, because I, the soul is what represents all of us. It's our whole person. It's our whole self. And so it's that place where you get to go meet with God with your whole self. And give God the space to um, breathe over you, to give you a picture, to um, just give you silence, to all these things that he in the mystery. It's a place of it's you're gonna go be in the mystery. And when I leave my time with my spiritual director, every time I leave, I'm like, I don't really know what we did, but I know that I'm seen. And I'm known and I'm loved. I know that I'm safe. I know that I'm deeply loved. And I know that my life is in control of God's hands. Like I leave that Mm -hmm. way. And I don't, there's nothing required of me when I leave spiritual spiritual direction. But when I leave counseling, I have, there's stuff I've got to do and I got to live out and I got to practice. And I, you know, does that make, is that? Oh, it totally makes sense.
0: I I would venture to guess, depending on the counselor, the mental health therapist, you might experience a little bit of that spiritual direction in those spaces, but I hear you kind of describing an experience and you mentioned it earlier, um, not only to pay attention, to uh-huh. God speaking to you and how you speak to him, but you're setting aside and making space for like stillness Correct. and silence and allowing in faith. You uh-huh. said you have to have faith that something's going to happen in right. when you make space right. for. And that's one of the things that just you raising your hand in the world with your life and saying, hey, I want to create that space right. for people and make it available. It's just not something we normally no. do when you're inviting people right. to say, hey, let's make that space and see what we, mm-hmm. we experience with God. And that really is like believing right. that he exists, that he's real, that he collides, that Correct. he speaks, that he comforts, that he counsels, that he, you know, he guides and so i think mm-hmm. i think it's so cool what you do i'm sort of curious mm-hmm. when you think about jesus and the way you know we use the terminology all the time that he Christ. collides he crashes into humanity it. you look at him in the new mm-hmm. testament and he shows up on people's scenes he runs into them right as they are he collides with them their lives are always transformed <laughs> as a result right. of the collision he has with them But when you see him, it's like he shows up to somebody on a right. He shows up to someone at a well. Mm -hmm. He he's this God who shows up along the way on the journey. And I'm wondering
1: how you take cues from Jesus to show up for people Mm -hmm. in their journey. I'm always fascinated and I am so deeply grateful that when Jesus shows up with someone, he doesn't show up with an assumption like an agenda he's not seeing this person already going and thinking and believing um like even though jesus knows he already knows all of the things um he he shows up just delight, like he just shows up for the person and out and sees them. And like, I just like when I have someone that comes to me, whether it's in my office or wherever it may be, it's what Jesus just looks at them. And I believe that Jesus makes eye contact and he touches them and he reaches down to them and he listens. He listens and he asks questions and what jesus does is he asks questions that let the person whom he's seeing be able to confess their desires and and they they he let, he gives them the safety to speak the desire hmm. and to speak the groan and to speak um, their delight even you know and and that's what i love about jesus he's he's not invite like he's not asking people to come in and come to a confession you know like air air your air your sin and then i'll heal you it's i see you i know i love you and what is it that you need And then these people have the courage, the audacity, like the woman that reached for his cloak, I just like all of the parables, you're just like, people were, his disciples were even cocky and asking for who's going to be the greatest, you know? And Jesus just graciously accepted their desires. And then he, he, he revealed the life that like his desire, where his desire and that desire comes out of. And so that is my that is my example with Jesus is is this is a space, the spaces that I'm making for people, they're not just to be beautiful, they're not just to be quiet, they're not just to be a like a rest stop. They're really a, a matter. They really are a monthly collision with God Himself with them. Where they feel complete safety to say the desire, and um, yeah, and to, to just let those be, and then once those are out, man, transformation transformation happens. Mm. You know, and there's. I love that.
0: Yeah, I love that. I I'm just thinking about. So many collisions are like going through my head of times where Jesus just shows up on people's scenes in ways that, you know, I think about our hurried lives, like we talked about earlier. And Mm -hmm. and I think a lot of times we feel like, where are you, God? I I don't hear you. I don't see you. And so Mm -hmm. much of that is that we don't make space to have those collisions with God, to mm-hmm. hear Him, to spend time with Him, or we think that it looks a certain way or we have to be a certain way in order Correct. to have that. Correct. And I think, you know, you're inviting people to show up as they are and even put voice to mm-hmm. their, you said, groan,
1: right. you know, mm-hmm. to,
0: to put voice to a desire that maybe they feel, um, they've been stuffing down or they're hiding right. or they're ashamed of it or whatever, but to mm-hmm. give space for people to come as they are before God. And right. that's where he can truly show up and they can experience him. And right. I love that you are taking cues mm-hmm. from Jesus because he's the master at that for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you became a spiritual director, and I'm just kind of curious. You yeah. describe you, your background as a colored background, and I'm wondering how much of your colored background, um, as you call it, prepared you to walk alongside people in their journeys.
1: Hmm. Um, yeah, my, <laughs> I always kind of giggle uh, about, you know, my vocational, my work background. And cause it's all over the map. And, um, and that the journey I've been on, honestly, since I was a young girl is really just been the journey of God helping me, um, know who I, he made me to be and not what he made me to do in life, but just who he made me to be the person i am and um and so each of each of each of the moments in my life um was just another time and space for god to give me room to get comfortable with myself and to have confidence with myself and to sift through what the world was saying about me what the church was saying about me Um, and just get to that places about, well, what is God saying about me? And then now what, now that I'm in a place where, of course, those voices are still all around me, but I'm in this place now where I'm like, oh, wait, no, I, I believe God's voice more than I believe any of those other voices. Um, and from that place, I can confidently and boldly go forward. and I have always been a spiritual director <laughs> as I look back in my life and I see myself as a grade school little girl to middle school, high school, college, like who I have been in the world has been someone that has always offered a sacred space for someone to come and to share their their soul with. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, I grew up always thinking, oh, I don't have friends, but really I I did. It's just the way that I've interacted with the world is just different because I'm guess what you say, old soul. Um, but I just have grown confident in that. And then it wasn't until like seven years ago when a mentor of mine sat me down in front of my spiritual director. And I thought I was just going to meet with this really cool lady just because I needed help. I was going through a major crisis in life. And I sat down and I realized, Oh, I'm in a spiritual direction moment. (laughs) And at the end of it, I just looked at her and I was like, I'm supposed to be doing what you're doing. And she said, yes. And I was like, I'm Hmm. so glad to finally figure that out because I've spent my adult life trying to find my way in the, in the church, right. in ministry in vocational ministry of pastor, teacher, preacher, you name it, and counseling. And I just could never find my spot. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I never felt at rest until that moment where I sat with her. Um, and I was like, oh, wait, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what mm-hmm. I've always done. I didn't know that there was such a thing as this. And so, um, yeah, it's just it's brought me to this place to just, you know, trust that.
0: Yeah. I love that you shared that story because you had this sort of light bulb moment that you mm-hmm. didn't know you were going to have when you no. walked into this space. And right. <laughs> I'm wondering for you now that yeah. you're doing this work and you see those light bulb moments happen for people. Right. Right what's that like for you to see something happen where God shows up for someone and he (laughs) he just, you know, he just shows up in a way that you see the transformation happening right before your very eyes. And what's, what's it like for you? And how surprised do you see the person (laughs) almost when they're experiencing it? Like, Whoa, God just spoke to me. Right. Just, right. I just had a breakthrough. I just had a realization that ties in right. with a theme and my past right. and my future. And, you know, right. what's that moment
1: like for, for the both of you? So I just met with someone yesterday and as she left. I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> and She's like, <laughs> what? I mean, like, oh my gosh, this is just like amazing. Don't you, know you, wasn't that just so fun for you? And she's like, I don't know yet. (laughs) And I'm like, like, well, I'm just letting you know how incredible this is. Like, this is so exciting. Like, this is so beautiful. This is like, God is so creative. Like, he's just like, oh my gosh. Like, how the heck did we go from what you said in the very beginning to what we ended up at? Like, that Mm. was, we just watched the Holy Spirit create something in front of our eyes. And you got to embody that. Like, you've got to feel that in your physical body. You got to process that in your mind. And then you took that into your spirit. And like, and just, you know, to witness that is just remarkable. And to watch this that whole time we're together to physically watch someone's countenance, someone's physical stature, like all of the things, their mind, their heart, like their feelings, Do they go from crying to laughing to angry? You know, you just watch mm-hmm. it all. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, no person has been, nor have I am I have ever been left hanging. And and it's just like it is awesome you know and it's not awesome in that the sense of like oh check done now they're now they're more perfect now they're more transformed now they're gonna go off and but it's like something something came together something shifted like and what's shifted is they're they're woven further into the vine right they're woven like they're they've been grafted deeper into Jesus. Mm. And, um, and you, you just sense it. And then they come back the next month and they just say, Oh my gosh, I just felt so loved all month, you know? So it's just such a, it's really a delight. It's, I'm always giddy and laughing and like (laughs) excited, even if they're like rocking back and forth, you know, (laughs) but they're not offended by it that's the thing is there's not an offense because they themselves are experiencing something transformative. Like Mm -hmm. it's deeply transformative. So, well, when you
0: experience a moment that's transformative with God, it's not always something that's going to bring about the giggles. Like sometimes you have realizations that are hard. Sometimes you recognize themes that you've been avoiding. Sometimes, I mean, transformation it mm-hmm. usually requires some sense of fire, heat, refining, right, grinding. Um, healing, <laughs> you know, I mean, just right. the physical body. You you want a physical body healing? I have a frozen shoulder. I have to go right. through the pain of PT. I mean, like, so right. transformation doesn't always mean, like, I have this experience with God and I walk out and I'm like, woohoo. I mean, I can see uh, someone responding to you with, I don't know, because... I think we're so often shocked by the state of our own, Mm -hmm. our our own hearts, our own minds, because we're not making space for them. Mm -hmm. And then we have this experience and we're almost like blown away. Like, wow, God is real. God just showed up. God just Mm -hmm. spoke. He connected Mm -hmm. some dots for me. And now I need to actually like think about what that means.
1: Well, but that's one of the things that's so amazing about being in with uh, spiritual direction is, Really, a lot of that um, is happening for you in the Mm -hmm. moment at that time. And so a lot of our experiences, I find, as we go, right, like we go and we learn something like with counseling. This is how counseling and spiritual direction is a little bit different um, or a lot different Is we go. And then we have to go and process that. Then Mm -hmm. we have to go take it and find our own space to journal it, to unload it, and then to Um, weave it into our hearts and our minds, right? We take it upon ourselves or in spiritual direction when you're in that meet time or, you know, you leave that space and you're like, okay, for the next month, this is my, my encouragement to you is, you know, every morning or find five minutes in your day, just to simply sit, be quiet and repeat this mantra that reaffirms this, thing that just happened here, this thought, this, and, and it's, it's the thing is it's, it's where God plants it in you. So it's, it's this moment that again, we're in the room of grace. We're not in the room of effort. Mm -hmm. And so to be in a, a space that you yourself choose to create that is, is really this moment of God being given the space to take care of it for you and you leave transformed you leave different you leave it, it's been processed for you and in you and now it's just a matter of living it living in it so yeah. that's the thing that's a little bit different mm-hmm. um that isn't well practiced and I don't mean well as in um good bad I just mean isn't isn't really a known and um, common practice, and um, mm. for many people I know that have been come to Jesus and more of the evangelical Protestant um, uh, mindset. You know, there's that the mystery part is um, yeah we've been really um, informed by culture in that way of how to be healed, you know. And also another thing to say is, I I think what I've experienced most in spiritual direction in that, that those deep sacred spaces with Jesus, with the spirit is sometimes my pain is light. Like, you know, he says that, you know, his, our burden is light. Like he takes our yoke upon us. And that's another thing that I've, I've seen and I witnessed and I've experienced myself in going into the deep soul spaces with God is I'm really, I really am not carrying the weight there. Um, I'm, my collision there, um, is, is healed in that moment too. So there's just something, um, breath you get, life is breathed deep into you. You're restored, you're, um, you're changed you mm-hmm. know? and it's, it's a mystery Like it's, and that's one of that thing was spiritual, there's a mystery to it that, um, you know, I don't think many of us have had the privilege of having enough time to do that, have, have, because it's not, we're not used to these spaces in our practice, in our faith tradition, so.
0: Yeah. Well, Kelly, I'm so glad that you're making space and inviting people to come into the room of grace and have collisions with Jesus yeah. where they can experience his love and his transformation and they can slow and still mm-hmm. and pay attention to what he's saying right. to them. I love right. that so much. I know there's gonna be people here listening today who wanna connect with the work that you're doing. How can they do that?
1: Um, I have a website. And so you can go to that and it's uh, Kelly Jensen, Kelly Marie Jensen.com. So it's Kelly is with an I (laughs) and then Marie Jensen.com. And on my website, you'll see all the different things that I do and I offer. And I do with spiritual direction. I do offer zoom. So you don't have to be physically where I am. Um, I can do that virtual and I'm totally open to doing that. So, but that's the best place to, to find what I'm
0: up to and what's going on. That's awesome. Thank you for hanging out today and sharing so much of your journey and how you're entering into other people's journeys. It was great to learn from you. Thanks, Lola. Oh, friend, did you not just love learning from Kelly? I loved how she shared about her light bulb moment where she stepped foot into a spiritual director's office when she was in a crisis and she had this transformative moment that she wasn't even expecting. And it was the thing that actually helped her to realize that she was made to be a spiritual director. Now she's helping other people have light bulb moments. I love that. That's how God can work in our life. He can show up and collide with us in the places that we're in. And he can bring about healing in those places and then he can use us. He can use the pain in our lives. He can use the longings we have. He can use the mess to help other people in those places too. I just love that. I also loved, and I don't know about you, but when she said sometimes people just need another way, like When you are in a place where you're like, God, where are you? I just can't hear you. I feel lost. I'm questioning so many things. People just need another way. And I don't know if that's where you're at right now, where you just need another way. You need to do something other than what you've been doing to try to make space to listen and hear God. I hope that if that's you, this has encouraged and inspired you. To consider what what another way might look like in your life. I know that you might not know this, but at Collide we have so many different ways that we invite you to collide with Jesus, and we have printed Bible study books and guides and journals and online courses and conferences and a counseling program, so many things. So check out our website at wecollide.net for ways that you can keep colliding with Jesus. And if today you're really sensing that you need to get in a room of grace with someone who can guide you, towards a conversation with God, I hope you will step into making that happen for yourself. If for some reason you're sensing that this interview is one of those interviews that you want to send off to that girlfriend, that sister, your mom, someone who you think might need this podcast, will you send it off and share it? And if you have a few moments and you want to review our podcast, that just gets the word out there and helps us to continue to invite other women to collide with Jesus. I'm so glad that you hopped on today, and I hope that you will know that Jesus, He he sees you on your path. He knows where you're at in your journey. He knows all the things that have you up at night. He knows all the things that have you steeped in fret and worry. He knows your fears. He knows your dreams. He knows your longings unmet. He knows all the mess, all the shame, all the pain. And he wants to collide with you and meet you right where you're at, not where you'll be 10 miles down the road, not where you think you should be, but right where you are right now. He shows up. He's showing up and he wants you to know that you're loved, that you're worthy of healing, that he cares for you so tenderly and has so much grace for you and love and purpose for you. So keep colliding, friends,
1: and we'll catch you next week.